You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> I may go back and do some horror rewatches, because I know that Rambo is a big fan of... Um, Fuck, what's the guy's name? The guy who directed Dr. Sleep. Um, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, he keeps telling me how great Flanagan shit is. And there was that series oh, about, man. like, the uh, the fucking evil church, like, in Maine or something like that. Midnight like, Mass. Yeah. Dude, like, that, the yeah. last line of that show is something oh, that... Haunting a Hill House, got you. Haunting a Hill House, yes. He also did that. And, yep. and Haunting a Fly Manor. Yeah. You, know, you want to feel sad while you're scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, the, yeah, the last line of Midnight Mass, which I will not share, um, out of context is a tragedy, in context is hopeful and uplifting. Okay, and it that is it's my watch list. Fucking wild, <laughs> I'll to, yeah, like, I'll have to check it out. You gotta, and I, and I will say, there, there's, there's gonna be a thing you'll notice, yeah, in the first episode or two, uh, of, of some makeup. There's a reason for it. Yeah. So oh, it's a series. Yes. So oh, yeah, Honey okay. House, Honey Glam Manor, and, and Midnight Master yeah. the three. Oh, oh you know, right, he's right, on right. Four. He's on four now. Yeah. He, uh, he did the uh, was the Midnight Society. Was that him? Which I haven't watched yet. Yeah, I need to watch that. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mike, have we talked about the uh, uh, well recently at least the uh, Jacob Tremblay scene and. And Doctor Sleep. Don't don't fucking do this to me again. Um, you know that move that that scene was four times longer than it is in the movie, and Stephen King talked. No, you were you were literally out. giving me goosebumps right now. <laughs> fucking stop! That was the most uncomfortable shit I've ever seen in my oh, life. Shit. Like other oh, than <laughs> other, there's two scenes in horror movies that I can think of that like made me uncomfortable to the point where I was squirming. That's one of them. The other one is that scene in Last House on the Left 
Do you know what scene I'm talking about? I mean, there's a couple, but I'm talking about really the one earlier in the one. movie. I'm not talking about the thing with the microwave because uh -huh. that shit was dope. I'm talking about what they did to the girl. Like yeah. that shit, like when you're in a room with other people and you're just like, Ugh, like you're uncomfortable and you're like, I need to get up and go because they're Which about last to house on the left. I think you saw about the remake. Yeah, the more recent one. Yeah. Okay. I want to say Patrick Wilson is like the dad in that one. Is that right? Uh, let's see. No, I think Tony it's, Goldman. Um, Yes, Tony Goldman. Yes. yes oh, okay. Yes. All right. They look. So Letterboxd um, is a boon, by the way. Everybody like, should get on Letterboxd. It's great. Um, I do want to just make a, a correlation here, real quick. As you'll notice, folks uh, who are listening, thank you. As we divulge into uh, some rabbit holes here, but if you know anything about art, there's these things called gradients, right? Where you start with one color and you have another color, and then slowly but surely you kind of fade colors. That's actually what we're doing right now because we're fading into horror because we're about to talk about the Last of Us in the next episodes. So just stay with us. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good um that was four times as long it was four times Amari, have you seen dr sleep i haven't because i was uh, like Ugh. It's really so good really it's so yes good and like I mind you mind so you i've movie. read i've read the books i've read both know, the shining yeah. and dr sleep and i watched the movie and i fucking love um the the movie the jack nicholson um kubrick movie but yeah. like anybody who's read the book of the shining oftentimes oh, yeah. my mom hates, hates it oftentimes hates, hates the movie because the I book thought is, it was really good so the book is way different yeah and but i'm one of those people that like i like both they're both not okay they're both yeah. they're both good they're both great but for different reasons and mm -hmm. kubrick just kind of fucking did whatever he wanted to do because he's kubrick he's but like mike flanagan had a really hard task in front of him of having to make a sequel to a movie about a book that doesn't take the movie into consideration. So he yeah. had to find a way to mash the two up. And like, honestly, like I know a lot of people were upset because they read the book and they were like, the book ending is better than the movie ending. Okay, cool. Fucking great. Whatever. He manages to mash them up and it makes sense and it's good. Okay. He, yeah. He okay. had a, Damn. Uh, okay. He I had a John Wick style, like impossible task in front of him. Oh yeah. Like, something that no one should have been able to do. And even Stephen King has said, uh, like there was, there was a, um, uh, promo interviews they were doing the, the him and Flanagan were doing together. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. King was like, yeah, Mike did an incredible job because he manages to tie both the book and the movie. Cause yeah, he's adapting a book that is a sequel to a famous book that is mm -hmm. most famous as a movie yeah. wherein the movie is very different from the book <laughs> and flanagan managed to do a a sequel that is an adaptation of the book doctor sleep that is also a direct sequel to the shining yeah and the film and okay. it is so fucking impressive it really uh, is yeah i've been meaning to have a, a, a little double feature of the shining Doctor Sleep back to back. I Let me know when. Say, like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Stand by because that would be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then no, not only let's, that, let's a do that. That would be a perfect at the diner episode because it literally would be like the premise for anybody who's just joining us for this and has never listened to an at the diner. The reason why we call it that is because I don't know about y'all. Well, actually, I do because it is a cultural touchstone in the United States where everybody at some point or another has gone to a diner with their friends and had awesome conversations. For me, the diner that I used to go to was right next to the movie theater. So we would literally go see movies and then we would go talk about the movie at the diner. So I think a double feature sounds fucking great. And then we would talk about the shit that we saw and how we felt about it. Like, mm 
Woohoo podcast. Yay. That's a great idea. Ooh, we yeah. could do a, we could record and so wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> I'm very into this idea. That's great. And this would be great because Chris hates scary movies. So <laughs> I, I never get to watch them. So Sucks you, Chris. It's I scared up like you, big baby. Anytime you want to come out to, to fucking VA, we me and Katie watch a lot of horror. Love scary. And I was going through um because I got on Letterboxd and I'm like, man, I like I've seen a lot of scary movies, but like like a lot like I've missed like some of the big ones I've just never seen. Like I've never yeah. seen like like I mean I guess once you get past a certain point, like I don't know if anybody really needs to see Night of the Living Dead, like you get it. But um Well, you know really? You think it's worth a watch. I, it's I, a... I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it you know, if for no other reason, in the same way that I was like, Yeah, I've seen It's a Wonderful Life. I know what the movie is. No, I did not. No, you still need to watch I it. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, I I that movie is a fucking downer. Like the oh. whole thing. <laughs> There's about 25 minutes of it that are uplifting. The rest of it is just yeah. like yeah. The movie, the, the vast majority of the movie is like, maybe George should kill himself. Like no. you're just like everything is going wrong. Everything. Hey, could possibly have you go taken wrong. your Lexapro today? Because like, if you haven't, don't fucking watch this movie. I did. Yeah. Like, oh, you know like, what? I don't know if you'd be into this, but um, I don't know if it's because of how old I am and like when it happened. I've never actually seen any of the Scream movies, but I have seen scary movies so many fucking times i like so I, now <laughs> when i watch like i know what you did last summer which you know yeah. at the time my parents were like absolutely not so now i'm like oh <laughs> i quote that joke came i from. quote those scary movie movie I, I quote the scary movies so many times and let me tell you so iconic <laughs> the fact the fact that like it makes me feel so old that i'll be at work and i'll say something to one of my associates and i'll be like take my strong hand and they don't fucking get it <laughs> <laughs> did you see that somebody 3d printed the the strong hand to make it a um a, a fucking like whisk for mixing <laughs> up their mashed potato yeah that's so funny that's so funny oh no it's that's not i say uh make room for fanny constantly make room for fanny always <laughs> always it's so funny but yeah i've never seen those and until this new one came out they were nowhere not for free they're like no you're gonna pay i'm like i'm not paying for scream okay i'm not doing it, it honestly it is one of the most solid horror franchises because yeah. it, it it knows it knows its lane it sticks in it really well yeah and it's just really consistent. Like, it's not the greatest, like, they're not the greatest kills, they're not the greatest scares, but it's never, yeah, there any ones that, are, that were, like, bad. Yeah. I don't think so. No, at a, at a minimum, you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the ones that are good are really fucking good. Um, yeah. That first one, man, it, it's, it's, uh, there's, it's, there's so much of it that is part that of fucking misdirect. Yeah, there's so much that is part of like the culture, yeah. like that you you will you'll watch it and they'll be like, oh, so that's the what's your favorite scary movie? Where did that come from? That's yeah. where that's from. Yeah. Like and like yeah, there's it's a star-studded cast too for like see it came out when I was in high school, so it was like perfectly timed for me. But like Drew Barrymore is in that, Rose McGowan's yeah. in that, uh, Nev Campbell's in that. Um, 
the poor man's Johnny Depp, Ski Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ski, ski getting in work, and, man. Uh, my king, Matthew Lillard. Yes. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. just, I just, I just never saw it. Cause what was this? Ninety-six. Oh yeah. No, my parents. No, you're not watching Scream, dude. So. No. <laughs> But yeah, I just never saw him. It's got a killer soundtrack too. Like that's where I got exposed to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Like, oh, you're the, right, right hand is one there? of the greatest songs of all time. That song is so good. Yeah. Um, man, I God, I forgot how much I love horror movies. Um, and like, I just haven't watched a lot. Like, the problem that I run into is like some of them stick with you, and that'll fuck me up sometimes. And yep. like you, Rambo, you were telling me about Hereditary. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. I'm not interested in that because that sounds awful. You're honestly absolutely right. I think about that movie so often. It's because I was, I just, I wasn't expecting it to be as scary as it was because like, like The Witch is unnerving. Um, Midsummer is more, we have more scares in Midsummer, but it's more about like, you're feeling that unease. Yeah. Hereditary is a scary movie. Well, and, and like, and the, like, fuck off, dude. Ugh. Hereditary, <laughs> me and Katie were watching it, and the, minor spoiler to follow. Well, not minor, but like a spoiler. Um, particularly for a movie you're not going to watch. Hey, if you haven't watched Hereditary and you want to watch a real fucked up scary movie, yep. it's a slow burn, pun intended, <laughs> um, and it will, it will give you nightmares, but I'm about to spoil something. So there's a scene... Uh, we're watching it, we're like, oh, okay, It this isn't like a supernatural horror movie. It's a, you know, it's just like a psychological horror The horror movie. is the trauma we made along, that we got along the way. Exactly. You're like, okay. <laughs> and, we're, and we're both sort of like, all right, yeah. All right, fine. And like, either she or I point that out. Ten seconds later, Gabriel Byrne bursts into flames. Yeah. And it's out like, of fucking oh. nowhere. <laughs> Okay. And you're just like, what? <laughs> oh, we're doing wrong. something else. <laughs> and, and it's so, just when you like, oh, I know where this is going. Like, got it. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, okay. So it's going to be like, you know, uh, they're, they're going to get divorced. And it's going to be a really horrible, traumatic situation. Because like, terrible shit has already happened. It's One fucked. really fucked up thing happens. Um, and it is really gruesome and, oh, and, the... and unsettling. The actress, her jokes about it on TikTok are so funny. If you ever, yeah, if it's hilarious. If, if you know what's happened, which I do, if you okay. know what's happened, and then you see the memes that get created about that shit, they're so fucking like, yeah, it's they're hilarious. so funny. It's fucking so funny. One. <laughs> Oops, should I leave a note? Uh, <laughs> like it's not funny, but it's very funny. Oh so, my god! Just so it goes. Ugh. It goes from a, a very intense um, uh, family drama to a, oh, part of the reason there's so much trauma in this family is all the demon worship. And in the same way that It's a Wonderful Life is backloaded with positivity, Hereditary is backloaded with actual horror shit, like weird, fucked up supernatural shit. Like someone cuts their own head off and is still running around for part of that movie. And like the way it happens, like a chicken, also really super fucked up. <laughs> um, 
If anyone ever clicks their tongue around me again, I'm calling the police. Yeah, that shit is messed. And apparently, once you've seen it the one time, you go if you go back. I really I have not want watched to, that shit again. But I'm terrified. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Again. Oh, every so time me and Elvin talk about it, he's like, "Stop it!" He's such a big baby. It's scary. Um, Tony Collette's going to be in my room waiting for me. <laughs> that is not as enticing as you think it is. Um... <laughs> I need to watch more horror because there's some that I really, really love, and then there's some that I really, really hate. And oh, not yeah. hate, not yeah. hate as in it's awful, as in or... hate as in it was so good I'll never watch that shit again. Oh um, yeah. And the one that always, and we've talked about this before, Rambo, but like. Pet Cemetery. Fuck all of Pet Cemetery. I love like, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I I, I, I watched it as a team meme. God, I love that so much. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. Oh, okay, gosh. as a as a kid, as a kid, was able to watch it no problems, right? And then as an adult, I try to watch it again. And my son, when he was young, looked very very similar to Gage. Yeah, and. That fucked me up, but it wasn't even him dying that fucked me up. You know what fucked me up is when his dad had to kill him a second time. And he goes, wow. And he goes, no fair. I'm like, oh my God, that was guttural. (laughs) I was, I was fucked up for days about that shit. I was like, no fucking thank you. Like little mop top jacks looked fucking exactly like, like I'm going to find a picture and, and, and show you guys. Like he looked so much like that kid. It is fucking freaky. Like, yeah, that fucked me up. I remember my dad telling me when I was young, he talked about it. Um, and he was saying that, like, he couldn't finish the book because once once the kid died um, and he and he was like, and then I went to the cemetery to and he's like, nope, nope, no, what is it? No, where this is going. Yeah. And he stopped it. And like, that's that. yeah, even fucking Stephen King. Have you do you guys have the story behind that? That book? Uh, so he no, was really. So he was so coked out of his mind yeah. that he doesn't even remember writing some of it. Oh, yeah, and, there's a couple books like that. And yeah. it gets worse because he gives it to his wife to read because his publisher is like, yeah, you need a fucking book. <laughs> he gives it to his wife and his wife is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But my understanding is as the response was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that exactly. Like, that kind of like genuine, like I am disturbed, but also really concerned. Yeah. And even Stephen King was just like, I don't, I, this was awful. Oh, like he's like, this is, up, right? Yeah. Cause like the ending of the book is basically like the dad goes insane. His hair turns white because he's so insane. He kills everyone in his family and burns the house down with him inside of it. And it's just like, and Stephen King's like, all right, all done. Let's, uh, <laughs> And the publisher's yeah, like, official. the publisher's like, I need a book. And he's like, well, I got this one. And the publisher's like, fuck it, whatever. Like, it, <laughs> I just, that's amazing. Yeah. Even he was just like, yeah, sorry, guys. Like, it's, no, that's fine. That's I, wild. Uh, hang on. Oh, no. Horror as a genre is I'm sure there are me, horror films. I found the picture. This is Jax when he was really little. Oh wow, oh, that must shit. have been chilling. Yeah, that and looks tell, remarkably like Gage. And tell me yeah. that that doesn't look like Gage. I was yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've then, heard yeah. that uh that truly like it's one of the things that just happens. You have kids and suddenly it's like, no, I can't do this no more. 
No. I can tell you right now, I mean, you know, I don't have any kids, but the older I've gotten, I've gotten so much more sentimental. Yeah. Like, I will cry at the drop of a hat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Should... I've always been a big baby. Like, oh, yeah. I know. Oh, my God. Um, uh, fucking God bless it. Academy Award Best Picture winner. Fucking everything everywhere all at once, mm-hmm. man. Dude, I, I got I to see that, was, too. I still haven't seen I it. I was sobbing for days. So get ready for that. Yeah, I, I've, especially if you and your mom are you and a mom. Yeah, Mike, you and, <laughs> you're gonna have a, a time with that movie. Oh, yeah. it's gonna hit me in the dead mom feels. Well, it, it, and and it just like the parents in general. It, yeah, oh, it, it works. And... Yeah, because let me tell you what kills me, man, with the relationship I have with my dad. Um, like fucking Field of Dreams. Oh, he's like yes. he's like, hey, dad, yeah. what do I have a catch? And I'm like, fuck both of you, God. Yeah. Kevin Costner in his goddamn ghost. Like, you're, not, you're not obligated to watch anything. No, I'll watch heads it. up. Yeah, um, I appreciate. I appreciate that. But no, man, like, I horror movies are so. I. It's funny. I will constantly be searching lists for like best horror on whatever streaming site. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, I'm like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> because <laughs> the thing about horror films and horror fans in particular. Mm-hmm. Is it is so wide and varied? Yes. What was what someone will use to constitute a good horror movie? Yeah, because they don't necessarily work the same way that most movies do. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think that probably applies to, to genre in general, but like very much with horror, because a lot of times with horror, like, and I, I'm definitely guilty of this. Sometimes I just want to watch a silly movie with some good good uh, kills, and that's it. That's yep. all I want from it. Um, so like, oh, the story's not very good. That's fine. Uh, the acting is like subpar. Okay. But you know, you see this really, really intense, creative way somebody gets murdered. Dope. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) I will Um, sing the praises of the love of my life, Megan forever. And I can't, I was like, I just, it's good. (laughs) It's a good movie. My problem with Megan, and I did enjoy it. I definitely did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough. I agree. I wanted more. I agree. I want more of crazy robot broad running around <laughs> fucking Just, people up. It's uh but uh uh yeah, they I think for Megan 2.0, they know everyone's like this is great, but now we've Oh no, I want to watch her massacre. People. And so and and, and and basically you go you can go from a Nightmare on Elm Street to pretty much all the sequels where we've established who Freddy is, we've established what Freddy does and how he functions. Just give me more of that. And that is the thing that, that's also, you know, that, that becomes kind of intrinsic to, to horror franchises is the first movie just sort of sets things up. And then the story can be a little looser mm-hmm. going forward. And it's really just kind of an excuse to get just a line of victims and just knock them down like, uh, you know, just one by one. Um, and that's fine. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If you can give me great kills, solid acting, a, you know, a tight narrative, good and like, haunt I, me I'll, for the rest of my life, like hereditary, <laughs> all the things. I'm happy to have all the stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, you can you can hit a couple of minimums and and still really work out and and, yeah. and kind of like end up on like a, a lists of best of and greatest movies. Yeah. Um, 
So it's it's always kind of tough. And you kind of have to suss out like what, what kind of mood you're in, but also like, well, what kind of horror fan are you? Yeah. Some people are horror fans and all they want is the most fucked up thing you can possibly show them. A Serbian film is Whoa. brought up on these fucking lists no. all the goddamn time. Horrifying. And it's 100% just Edgelord the movie. It's like, and like... Or like those faces of death shit. Did you? I don't know if you all were yeah. old enough for that, but that was a big thing when I was in high school. Like, are you going to watch this video? This guy gets oh. hit by a train, and I'm just like, why so, the fuck? Oh you yeah, watch no, that? no, yeah. no, 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 no. We're. Mm, I accidentally found a video of. Uh, oh no! Uh, what is it? The the Al Qaeda execution of that uh, journalist? Yeah. Where they behead him on on camera? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. That's, I don't. I don't need any of that. Why? Not oh. I just watched someone die. Yeah. Okay. That's and different. like, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's and like this, it goes above and beyond like the natural human morbid fascination. Yeah. Like you just want to like you know what I did this because I've been trying to work my way through like the movie the like the horror movies that I've never seen. Yeah. And last year I got to Hostel, and I was like I had heard about Hostel my whole life, but I'd never seen it. I'd seen Saw, which. I have my own. I have other issues with, but um, I was like, okay, let me let me watch Hostels, like an indie movie, should be pretty good. And I was just like, it's okay, like if that's a controversial opinion, it's all right. All. I just and like just seeing the brutality, and it's not that I don't have any, I don't have a problem with brutality. Like every the boys is constantly shocking me. Yes, I'm still watching it. I'm so sorry. Same. But um, fuck yeah. You have to be sorry about. Oh fuck! What um? <laughs> but what is what is the name of Eli Roth's first movie he did? And it had the kid from uh, Boy Meets Fever. World in it, Cabin Fever. I watched Cabin Fever and then didn't want to see anything else that Eli Roth had to do. And it yeah. wasn't like because Cabin Fever grossed me out. It was just like like what the fuck is it? this shit? Yeah. It was literally yeah. that. It was like this is a movie. This is what you did. And yeah. I was like, this is all right, cool. I guess. So when yeah. everybody's like, you got to go see Hostel. And I was like, I really don't have to. No, I'm good. Yeah. Katie like I am um, an aggressive hate for Eli Roth. I get it. Because her stance is either he's a misogynistic asshole. Yep. So fuck him. Or he's a genius who's pretending to be a misogynistic, misogynistic asshole. Yep. So fuck him. So fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Fair. Exactly. Like, either way. Um, yeah. I just, I was just like, what, like, and and it was also kind of a this is it situation. Um, Like, I I definitely lean more silly horror, deconstructions of horror, stuff like that. Like, Renfield, I cannot wait for that. I will be first in line to see Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. I'm first in line immediately. The only thing, honestly, the only thing that kind of turned me off off to it a little bit was the action sequences. Yeah, I was was like, no, I don't need this. At all. I don't need this. Like, this doesn't need to be in this movie. I'm talking, um, I'm looking for like an interview with a vampire level of insanity. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> if you gave me like the majority of the movie is just the fucking like, uh, uh, like the AA sequence. Amazing. And then Dracula shows up. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck yeah. And like, we're it. just, it's just the minutia of him dealing with being in the thrall of the Dark Lord. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But yeah, I just, but then I also like stuff, you know, and I think when you start getting into the down and dirty of kind of the themes of these horror movies, you know, it gets uncomfortable. But uh, so like stuff like Get Out, 
fabulous. Yeah. Both the old and new Candyman are so I fucking good. love the new Candyman. So good. It is I love the original. That's why I was afraid to watch the No, it is, you should do one. Extremely uncomfortable. It's great. It's great. It there's Oh, it's mm, icky, icky. I I don't know if I'll ever see it again, but it's very good. <laughs> I so w- w- I mean you're a smart guy, Mike. Um, without saying too much, there is a reason why I can watch it and be like, that is unpleasant, but it doesn't affect me in the same way. Oh, no. Person. Yeah, uh, no, I can't. I'm good. I'm good. It's oh, so no. good. And, it and is without, very, very good. Nope. <laughs> without saying too much more about it, um, Candyman isn't necessarily the villain. That's not surprising. <laughs> and, and, he really wasn't and, the oh, villain in the first one. If you really want to break it down, like it's the system, let's talk about it. I don't know this, if this, this Candyman is, uh, movie is too woke. Uh, why are white people bad? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm I, <laughs> let's fucking do it's it. It's so stressful. I don't understand. Shut up. Like, shut up. <laughs> um, do uh, I don't know if this is the time or the place. You know, February has already passed, um, and we don't have to talk about this. Um, but do movies like Get Out make you guys uncomfortable? Like, do they or like no? Well, I haven't. Oh, I haven't seen it, no. so that's not that's not fair. Oh, okay. But like, you know, no. your Get Outs, your Candyman's, Django Unchained. Like, did Django Unchained make you? I've heard it made some people uncomfortable. I'm like, what do you mean? It's fantastic. So <laughs> this is what I've found. Um, and and, and th- there was definitely a time when I would hear, and and you know there are there occasionally still times right you will hear folks being like, uh, white people, and it does kind of grate on you over time, and really? sometimes you just develop a callus, and sometimes you don't. Um, well, you you essentially you have to to put it in context, and the easiest way to do that, and the most effective way to do that is to think of okay what is actually being discussed what is actually being said in this complaint is it just the fact that a person is white is it just the fact that a person is a man yeah or is it the shitty things that white people and white men and men do consistently do you do those things yeah if the answer is yes change the answer is no you're not being talked about yeah so yeah that's never made me uncomfortable in that aspect from from that level i've never been like why are they saying all these bad things i i i you interpreted it from one end rambo i was interpreting at the other end of the empathy for the character being shit on by society or by white people basically and like yes i do feel that all the time because i think of uh 42 and i think of um when um alan tudyk's character is basically yelling every horrible racist thing that he can (laughs) at 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 uh t'challa you know our king like wakanda forever (laughs) um and like that made that shit made me uncomfortable because like not uncomfortable because i'm like um no because that's fucking wrong and like to think that like this dude is probably the best baseball player you've seen on the goddamn field and you've got to throw this shit at him just because he's black. Like he's fast, he hits for power, like he's an amazing fielder, but like it's you got a, a problem? Like it's a lot of uh, you know, it's I think uh, Rambo brought up a really good point. Um, 
to say that you have to look at what's being discussed because yeah. I, again, and a am a deeply unserious person and I'm very, you know, jokey, jokey, haha, make a meme like the queen died. I want to see the memes. Yes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> at the same time, I feel like sometimes we're a little, it's a little too jokey, haha, like it's a laugh to keep from crying, but like, you don't have to say, go on a diatribe. It's Timothy Chalamet in an ugly shoe. Relax. <laughs> I I get it as as somebody um and Rambo knows who exactly who I'm speaking of right now as somebody who literally got shit on by somebody in a very anti-semitic way because oh, no. I was making because I was making jokes about the Jewish space lasers like because they were like weren't you just saying that this is offensive I was like yes I was but it's also funny because sometimes you have yeah. to make jokes about shit and I they were just yeah. like yeah, they literally were like, well, you're a fucking hypocrite and you're fucking this and you're fucking that. And I'm like, no. hey, that's cool. Let's keep riding this anti-Semitic wave as as far as we possibly can. And like, I, yeah. And, I, like, and I, um, I literally had to say to the person, I was like, if you can't understand what it's like to have to make jokes, because if not, you're fucking terrified for your life. If because not, there's, it leaks in. Yeah, exactly. Because there are fucking crazy white people out there in power in Congress right now who think that people like you should die because of who you're related to. Like, fuck all it's the so way stressful. Yeah. And like, I just. It. And like, especially now that I'm watching the boys, um, Homelander is the scariest thing I've mm -hmm. ever seen, yep. like even outside of all these horror movies I've seen. I like hereditary is very scary. Homelander is terrifying. I, yeah. and I, this guy's performance is so fucking good. Oh yeah. I cannot see his face now and not be like, ah, like I bitch. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, and now that I've seen the, I've seen the whole first season and we just watched the, um, first episode of the second season we've been oh, very caught up in yakuza god, whole you things were, going on oh i can't wait you we're in for such a treat oh my god and it's gonna be rough and i'm like I, getting context of all these memes and some of them <laughs> i'm like oh some of you guys are like dead serious yeah if, like if, oh we're having another american psycho got it great wait, and you said you said you just finished the first season you're starting the second yes we've seen the first episode of the second season which oh, already is like fantastic sweetie. If you already find Homelander unsettling now, mm -hmm. oh, it's going to get there's worse. So much yeah. worse coming your way. Yep. Um, congratulations. I'm just uh, thinking back on the. <laughs> I'm thinking back on the first season now with the breastfeeding scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That was a thing, dude. You know what? I've just I'm just now thinking about this. It reminded me very much of um, in House of the Dragon with uh, when she walked into the room to talk to old boy and i was like oh you know she's he's like his little her little finger or whatever cool and i was like why is she taking her shoes off oh well you know she's a queen the shoes must be uncomfortable oh no oh no it was terrible and yeah. that breastfeeding scene i was like what's <laughs> happening what's what's no 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 <laughs> the thing that is that i find really um really unsettling about homelander is how human he is extremely he's he's it, like it's you can look soft. at all the things he's doing and it all makes sense from his perspective like all of all of the way he was raised all like it, like this is i was talking to a friend of mine um 
when the show first started uh, about the comic and about Garth Ennis' writing in general. Mm-hmm. And they were like, ah, it's just edgelord bullshit. And it's just, you know, uh, it's just more evil Superman shit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Garth Ennis hates superheroes, but he loves Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best argument for Superman as a character that you'll ever see. Because a huge part of why Homelander is the way he is, is the people around him. Like, he was kind of a blank slate as a child, and he was raised by scientists at a distance, people who were all terrified of him. Mm-hmm. No one loved him. No one shared, showed any kind of uh, uh, sympathy or empathy for this for this child. Uh, there was no positive attention he got. And he was just raised as a corporate symbol. Mm-hmm. His entire life. Um, now, add to that the fact that he is damn near unkillable, uh, super strong. He can fly. He can shoot lasers out of his eyes. So you now go from everyone's scared of you because of what you can do to, well, then I'll make them scared of me. That way, I own it. I yeah. can decide whether, like, like, why you're reacting the way you are. You aren't scared of me. I am making you afraid of me. Um, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Now, the important thing is you then don't go poor homeland. No, you, (laughs) you no, you don't. Yeah, I get it. I get you hide and pray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he has a monologue in the third season. I can't wait. I can't wait. Because like when it was like on, I saw enough and it's it, it took me so long to i'll tell you why it took me so long to watch it because i saw so many of like those kind of guys from like yeah you know this is the kind of show we needed so i was like no absolutely not yeah. and then i finally watched it and after that first episode i was like god damn it <laughs> this and is fantastic <laughs> the, the, the degree to which and and this ties back to what we were talking about earlier um i think that and, and it's it's all variable but the people who watch something like Django Unchained or Get Out or, or any any of Jordan Peele's movies, mm-hmm. uh, watch something like Handyman, basically anything that, that's like, hey, white people do some fucked up shit. Uh, maybe you as a white person don't actively engage in this, but that doesn't mean you don't benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should be uncomfortable. Anyone who is like, oh, I can't watch that. You're telling yourself. Yeah. You are, you are being, you're in a way that you don't realize you are. Uh, but in the same way, it's the people who, it's all these men who were like, wait, Homelander's the bad guy? Like, you didn't get that? You thought he was the hero? That's real bad, yeah. homie. Like, you need to make, make some real serious self assessments. Really take a long, hard look in the mirror mm-hmm. at yourself and like, what how, how you how easily you were able to justify the things that this character was doing mm-hmm. um and still call them a hero like mm-hmm. that is some like that is the 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 internet representation of Zack Snyder like yeah. that's not even that's not even like the real guy like that's insane and to uh come in, come all the way back around to Star Wars 
I saw a tweet. Uh, somebody got into it with somebody. I think it, this was when Andor was out, which I still need to finish. I need to try it again. I need to finish it too. Because I just, I got so bored. But everyone's like, keep going. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> How far but, uh, did you get? I only got three episodes. I got three episodes. I got in two episodes get... in. And I was like, it's... all right. Definitely look, keep going. Definitely look, guys, going. it's a slow yeah. burn. I get it, but it does get better. I, I, I promise. Yeah. I promise. I, I promise. I promise. I promise. I didn't think it was bad. I it was just too fucking intense. Like it, it was, was such intense. a downer. Oh, I get it. It's, it's it's very much it's very much like Handmaid's Tale, I in the sense that Handmaid's Tale is is fucking excellent, but it is also a goddamn bummer. I yeah. couldn't make it for the past first episode. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've never watched it. Cause I'm like, ah, I'm good. I got it. Nope. I'm okay. <laughs> fucking, fucking Will and Ina watch that shit. And Will is just like having a panic attack every time, every episode. I'm like, Will, like, why are you, you don't have to do this. Can you do it? You're not obligated. Um, but yeah, I saw a tweet that said, it was like, somebody was like, you know, critiquing, uh, the way, like, you know, the, how real Andor gets. And so it was like, well, you know, it, it was a whole thing. It was a whole back and forth. The person became the main character of this corner of Twitter. And they was like, uh, the tweet that got him, like, just sent into oblivion was, well, if that's the case, that would mean the United States is the empire. And everyone went. Yeah. You're so close. You're so close. And that tweet, it, I think he deleted his Twitter. I would too. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and have y'all seen the uh, the conversation between James Cameron and George Lucas? Mm -mm. There's a there's like a directors on directors thing. Ooh, they're, they, they're these have been each other. They've been so good, right? They've been really fucking good. So good. And the the Hollywood Roundtable ones and the band love, oh, love, phenomenal. Um, Lucas is like, no, the the stormtroopers in the in the Empire aren't the Nazis. They're the United States, like. He, and 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 Cameron's like, yeah, you know, you see, like, you know, like rebel troops, and they represent, you know, I can't remember what culture he says. He's like, um, and Luke is like, well, you know, when I wrote it, it was the Viet Cong, yeah, and like, Lucas is coming from the standpoint of like, Star Wars is about the Vietnam it's War, like, yeah, and and the Vietnamese are the leads. <laughs> yeah, what's crazy about that is in that I previously mentioned in the Star Wars episode when we were talking about um hero fying for lack of a better term the empire that was something somebody said is they were like oh well you know it's no different than you know european imperialism or the nazis and it's like no mm -mm, because mm -mm. george lucas specifically said exactly what you just said and like seeing people argue about that is so fucking ridiculous it's when they're insane. just like well that's not what it is they're the nazis they're standing for the nazis and it's, it's like, like yeah but Here's but George Lucas thing. literally said when he wrote it that's what <laughs> they were. Now, granted, stylistically, when you look at the Empire, they're yeah. dressed like fucking Nazis. More so the First Order. The First yeah. Order. And called Stormtroopers. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, honestly, I think has I th excellent graphic design. <laughs> I think I think that I honestly think the First Order is not so much Nazis. I think it's neo-Nazis. Oh, neo -Nazis. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to say, though, that like... First off, all the Homelander shit, yeah, a hundred, yeah, yeah, like he, he's uncomfortable. I, you, for me, I know that he's a good villain when you want him dead all the time. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to fucking kill this guy is what I, is all that's going through my head. But I don't know if you caught this since you're in your past for season one when him and Maeve go to save that plane, mm -hmm. and then they end up blowing up the whole fucking plane. 
and they're on the beach acting like nothing happened and all the people are there. I don't know if you caught the George W. Bush reference that he made. It's one of the things that like a lot of other people didn't catch. And I did immediately. What, the, the mission accomplished. Well, no, when he's standing there and they're all like, oh, my God. He's like, we're here for you. We're here for you. I'm like, ah, Bush at, at the at the Trade Center site. Cool. That's a oh, nice reference. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like that was almost almost word for word exactly what he said. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah there's. Yeah. I was a child. There's no way I would have known that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, God, it's, it's so good. It's crazy to me, like, because I still remember being in the military. We were in basic training, and we're all a bunch of fucking Star Wars nerds and shit, and we're talking about that. And it, somebody had the fucking audacity to be Uh-oh. right and say, hey, you guys do realize that we're the fucking Empire, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess we are. Let me put my... <laughs> like, fuck. Let me, let me, let me go... look at my forms again. What? Yeah, uh-huh. hang on. Let me... <laughs> Let me go get my baby cuffs. Yeah, we're the we're good the best. guys are often a matter of perspective. Yeah. Yep. Well, History is written certain, by the winners. By a certain point of view. Uh, well, yeah. you know, that yeah. reminds me of uh, of Riley and, uh, and Ellie talking. Honestly, yes. It's a fucking segue on this guy. <laughs> Bring it around. Bring Jesus. It around. Yes. So, Fantastic. all of you out there listening, I hope you enjoyed this extra content that you got. Because now we are diving into... The Last of Us, because let me mm. tell you, mm. holy shit, the last two episodes of this uh, of this season were, were fucking phenomenal. The series was phenomenal. We're joined by Miss Amani oh. Person. Amani, thank you for coming back for another episode. We really appreciate you. Uh, we're also joined, as always, by Mr. James Rambo. Uh, Mr. Brooks is currently indisposed at the moment. He may pop in a little bit later. Um, but as always, we love him. We appreciate him uh, for all things at the diner. Guys, let's let's jump right into this. Amani, you're our guest. Mm-hmm. Just like when you have a guest over, you get the first piece of pizza. You get to tell us a little bit about The Last of Us, how you feel about the whole series, but also in particular these last two episodes. Yeah. Because they were fucking wild. It's it was a lot. I was um it's the same thing I've done the whole time I've been watching the show is just um thinking about you know, the changes that they could make, trying to figure out where they're going to go. Because a lot of this game is, um, it's big chunks of, um, you know, gameplay. Like, you spend a lot of your time, you know, hiding around corners and looking for crap in drawers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, um, inventory management. Yeah, and, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. You spend a lot of time doing that. Um, So it's, I was very interested to see where they could, um, like, cut things off and make stylistic changes to cover some of the time some of the you know three and four hours of gameplay there's the controller okay because i want to pull up the episode list so i can be accurate um Mm -hmm. because i thought it was oh my god every app come on playstation um but uh i when uh joel gets stabbed which they um, are, yeah. which was another uh, minor change. He actually falls from a balcony in the game. It's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, he falls but it's, from. But a, it's, a, the, it's the same college, though, right? 
Yes, yes. The, yeah, uh, I, like when they were walking around, I was like, that looks really familiar. And, yes. Oh, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So in the game, uh, yeah, he ends up, uh, falls and gets shot. Then it's a piece of rebar that goes through. It's crazy. It's like um, in, uh, the, 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 uh, the Cordelia Chase, I believe we call it. Yes, the Cordelia Chase. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, that's absolutely what happens. Uh, but Christ. they, uh, <laughs> the way they um, dragged it out... Or, like, had Ellie take him to, like, this safe house that they were staying at. Um, and I was just trying to figure out, this is this is episode seven. Okay, so I'm a little bit before that. That's but okay. I was, I was yeah. really trying to figure out, because um, I knew we were going to do Left Behind, which was the DLC, amazing. Which was basically page for page, shot for shot. It was perfect. Um, but... I was wondering how they were going to do this amount of time where the gameplay changes and you're playing as Ellie because there was a huge chunk like that we're, that we were just going to try and figure out what we were going to do, I guess, because a lot of that's just you running around and trying to figure out what's happening. And I was like, okay, we're going to use this to plug in so we can get left behind and connect these two moments thematically, which you don't get in the game. Fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Um, episode eight. I think a lot of the fandom was the one people were like, how are we going to do David? How are we going to do these goddamn cannibals? <laughs> because that whole moment and playing as Ellie and just the genuine terror is crazy. Um, I just, God damn it, Bella Ramsey. I, <laughs> she's so good. She's, she's so, so good. fucking good. She really like, is, dude. And like I she, forgot. My yeah. name is Ellie. What? I've I've been Ellie. My name is Ellie. Tell them it was Ellie that broke her You're... fucking finger. I bitch. And <laughs> oh, I just shit. It's she's so good, and I always and I've been watching you know all the press stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah your first job was Game of Thrones. Shut up! Shut up right now! Oh, I can't wait. Um. Yeah. And 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 as a little girl commanding armies. Yes, like the Lady <laughs> of Bear Island, like uh, amazing. Lady Mormont is such a great fucking character. So good. Um, uh, uh, she's a bright light in those last couple seasons because holy shit. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought the guy they got to do David was um amazing i the do like the fucking casting to get somebody that genuinely just has that creepy vibe about him yeah and they uh the uh the addition of like the religious cult thing i think is very interesting oh so that wasn't in the game that's not in the game that's not oh, in the game. oh so man boy is that, rain wilson gonna be pissed that made it really unnerving and, i ooh. And Come on, did you see that that tweet? Which Ryan one? Wilson. And oh, fuck Dwight, Lord. piece of shit. He was <laughs> he was complaining. Well, not, to be fair, it wasn't necessarily a complaint. Oh, he was boy. pointing something out. Oh boy! But he was like, you know, as soon as the he said he's like, as soon as uh, as this guy started talking about religion, um, I knew he was going to be a villain. And he's like, you know, are there? Are there even any like like Christian characters that aren't seen as like villainous or uh, or evil? And it's like, well, okay. you know, all right. It's not like there's no reason, bud. Okay. So yeah, you did dick. Yeah, and especially if you're if you're a believer, I imagine in the apocalypse, 
uh, Jackie Cation, who is one of my favorite comics, has a great joke about that, where she's just like, the thing about people who believe in the end times is they want the end times to come. (laughs) So they're like, why would I give a shit about anything happening here? I'm going somewhere way better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're encouraging that shit. They're not going to try and prevent it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, and I, it was really good. Like it just getting and getting that terror. Another change in the episode that I didn't realize until somebody people have already started doing like the very long, like here is every single change and stuff like that. And there's a, a guy I followed did a really good video about how making being sometimes being disloyal to the source material is an excellent choice, especially mm, if you're yeah. changing mediums and. Everybody's been comparing The Last of Us to the god awful Halo show. And yeah. it just it's night and day. It's amazing. Um, but uh also at the end, um, when Ellie uh kills David in the game, Joel kind of like comes in and like stops there. It's like, you know, no, you don't need to do that. It's over, it's over. And they change that. They like, no, she gets that kill in and escapes of her own means, whether or not Joel gets there. It's yeah. Which so is kind of, which is actually, that's a good, that's a good change. Yes, because it is fantastic. One of the things that I really liked about it, in particular, I, I never played the game. Um, I just, I the only, I, I mentioned this in like I think our first episode where I said, um, the first episode that we talked about The Last of Us, that I didn't know anything about the game other than the concept, and I thought the concept was cool. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, okay, that seems plausible. That would be some scary shit. Fucking mushroom zombies. Okay. Um, but like I loved that they very easily could have had her do the typical movie slash TV thing, stab him once and go. Let me run. But no, that was a full empty of the magazine of rage. She yeah. just just put it on full auto and just held the trigger down and was just like, I am unloading all of this on you. And it was yeah. fucking brutal. And it was yeah. like... This is how I know it was brutal because she hits him a couple times and I was just like, wow. All right. She's going to keep going. Oh shit. Like that's in going in my brain. It's not like a one, two, three, four, five. And then she gets up and runs. No, yeah. she just keeps going. And I'm just like, Oh shit. Like yeah. it's warranted because there was yeah. some implications that he might've yep. done some other stuff to her as well. And like, that's just so this show is so fucked up, but in the best ways because it's, it's so real. excellent. Like, so, yeah. There's a there's a thing that I thought about at, that something happens earlier in the episode, and I I had a a a change not necessarily a change of heart, but I, I reconsidered the context of it later in the episode, and it's when um, David and and the whole group of guys that you know gets his little posse together and they go trying to hunt down Ellie and Joel. And uh I can't remember what his character is, but Troy Baker. Uh yeah. Troy Baker. Oh, instantly, Mike, uh David's right hand. Uh, is the, he was the voice of Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the host of the uh the official po- podcast, which is actually quite good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprisingly. <laughs> but uh so, you know, David makes a point of saying, like, we're bringing her back alive. And all the guys are like, yeah. and then David's not around. And the guys kind of all get together and, and 
you know, Baker's got his gun on her and they're like, do it. And in the moment I was like, man, y'all are some, some petty motherfuckers. And I kill this little girl, uh, when you're doing when your boss isn't around. And then I thought about the fact that you get the full reveal that David is clearly raping these, all, all these young women in their mm-hmm. group and that there's no way that these men don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And are they actually trying to spare her this fate? Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, man. Um, and, and it's more like, it's like, more in the fuck. game, in the game where more, cause it was 2013. We weren't really doing that yet, um, but it's more of like a suggestion. Like, you know, you know, they're cannibals, basically. But yeah, yeah. the rest of it is a little more. Mm, but they man, this man's terrifying. I, yeah. yeah, I what I one of the things that I loved about this. So is... real quick, I'll add one more thing. Yeah. And, and Mr. Wilson, if you're listening and we know that you are. <laughs> um, when I saw David talking about God and religion. I did not automatically assume he was a villain. I did. It wasn't until later on <laughs> when he make when he's talking to Ellen, he makes the connection about like you know about fate and and uh, everything and happens God's will. for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. That I was like, oh, he's the villain. Okay, cool. Yeah. So maybe that says a little more about you and your interpretation of yeah. Christian characters than it says about the show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, please, Mike, continue. Hundred percent. If they ever needed to recast the character or the actor who plays the Punisher, not that they need to. I like John Bernthal, but Pedro Pascal showed me something in these two episodes that if you if you cast Pedro Pascal as the Punisher, man, you can pull that shit off. Because let me tell you, once he's fully recuperated, which um, to tie into the previous episode before this one, before eight, when Ellie sews him back up. Like, fucking kudos to her, but, like, when that guy comes down into the basement looking for him, and he's still pretty weak at this point, and he guts that dude like a fish. That is like, crazy. I was like, fuck. And then he goes upstairs and proceeds to capture all the rest of them and fuck them up. He sticks that knife in that dude's knee, and if this shit doesn't make your butthole pucker, <laughs> like, he stuck it in his knee, he's like, I will pop your goddamn I'll kneecap off. And I'm like, off. oh, no! Why would you do that? It oh. is... They, oh my God, he, like that scene in the game is incredible because this is, it's also kind of the first time you see in the game, you see like real brutality, like outside of your gameplay, um, which if you, you want to talk about the second one, about it. yeah, we can, we can talk about that another time <laughs> and Ludo narrative dissonance, I swear to God, <laughs> um, outside of your gameplay, that is like the first, it's, it's fucked up, dude. Like, you yeah. know, like like Rambo said, you know, Joel and Tess did some unsavory things in the last 20 years because it's the end of the world. But, dude. You get to see it. Pedro Pascal, he fucking nailed it, man. I And they also, um, leading into the stuff about the second game and whatever, they're also really telegraphing Ellie's obsession with violence way more. And yeah. it's fantastic. It's great. The uh yeah. When he when he's you know, he's like, you know, show me on the map where <laughs> and then he kills the guy and the other guy's like, I'm not saying anything. That's, that's okay. okay. I believe I him. I believe him. <laughs> and he says it's so fucking it's... matter of fact. You're like, holy shit. 
Dude, oh lord, it is chilling. Man, it is, so it is chilling. But yeah, it's the punish. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Well, I will never 100%. complain about more Pedro Pascal. I, no, I'm about like, to start Narcos. I will never yeah. complain. Yeah, people, people out there calling him Zaddy, and then he does that shit, and you're just like, oh no, 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 that's girls not- are monsters. Um, yeah. proof dude. proof with proof of the fact that they they all are just all over fucking joe from from you like pen badgley is I like don't get he's it. a fucking murderer stop <laughs> and they're just like it. i hope he does this to me i have friends who do that shit on social media where they're just like it's, they're like i'm for it and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you it's a bridge too far because like yeah. i'm a um like all women in their 30s i'm a, a true crime girly but I'm not one of those that's like, oh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, <laughs> there are real people who are still alive that yeah. no, no. God, Richard Ramirez is so hot. I can't. I, can't. And like, I mean, he was getting pictures like back before it was easy to get like Polaroids yeah. and shit. Like people yeah, had to do it. And then sometimes... <laughs> Who you had to go get that shit developed? Exactly. Like this is a pro- this is not like a snap a snap a quick kitty pick like like with your cell phone. No, you had to like think it out like, and plan no. it. Make sure the lighting was good because if it wasn't, oh, then you're developing shit. something that you can barely tell. You're like, is that a nipple? Is that somebody's elbow? What is you that? Had to like, know that exactly. some other third party was at least one was going to yeah. see your nudity <laughs> because you had heavy films the photos developed and maybe you didn't pick up your photos fast enough once upon a time somebody else came through and saw is that a is that a picture of the bottom part of a balloon no <laughs> wait, 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 that's a balloon my, what's going on that's, that's my butthole <laughs> holy shit amazing uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to take me almost 10 years of podcasting before we made a butthole balloon not reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Shit. Anyway, but, this very yeah. sad show. Yeah, this yeah. very sad show. Like, fucking Pedro Pascal, man. Like, he, I... he, is, he is having his moment and he has earned every bit of this because Honestly. he went from psychopath killer like not even psychopath killer. I feel like justified, you know, like he, he it was, it was a good kill. Um, but like when he gets to the town and He's... he sees Ellie and he, like if, when he calls her baby girl, I was done. I Everyone was done. Was waiting. That waterworks. Like I was, fu- I was fucking done. Bitch, that was, yeah. that's the moment like yeah. that babe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like the perfect segue into this did you guys also notice this in the beginning of the last episode of the season when he's like almost cute with her he's like hey huh? yeah huh? you want to do some fun shit come on let's do yeah. that and i'm like i'm like yeah. it is a full shift it yeah. is the, the, the yeah. walls all the way down yeah, yeah. like they're he's, gone he's fully like no this is she's my she's my new daughter yeah like this is my child I it's that care of her. it's that fun it's the uh the sound from um um fuck what um the the vampire show why am i blanking on this that i just started watching what um, what we do in the shadows thank you it's the he's, did you he's, just start watching what we do in the shadows yes i did oh my god okay i'm i'm very much enjoying it but like when he's like he's my he's my good time boy he's boy, my like my yeah. pal yeah. Sweet yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's how he is with Ellie. 
Like it's so precious. She's my sweet cheese. She's my she's my gal. Like <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's so enamored with her and like mm-hmm you know that it's going to end in heartbreak because this show doesn't have any other function other than to break your heart. Yeah. And like, man, like they nailed it. They, I, I, there are very few movies or TV shows where I watch something and I look at a, a decision that was made that pro that is arguably not the right decision. And say to myself, I 100% would have done the exact same thing. If If you're trying to tell me that my son has to die in order to save humanity from this fate that has befallen them, you're not killing my fucking kid. Yeah. I will also go John Rambo on the entire fucking place just and kill every last one of those motherfuckers. Like you are not doing it. And I get it, that on such a guttural level. Yeah. Yeah. I started seeing all the articles where it's like, you know, resurrects an old argument because we have all been having these conversations since 2013. And it's like, you know, is, is, I think the question of is, was Joel right is irrelevant. It doesn't. Yeah. In the face of the kind, in the face of the existential threat. Yeah. I don't think so. Also, there's no guarantee it would have worked. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no guarantee it would have worked. And, even if it did, there's no significantly appreciable change in anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'd have a, a, like a slight uptick in human survival rates, which could arguably make things worse. Yeah. Look yeah. at the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the MCU. They're fucked, dude. All Avengers are bastards. Um, it's... <laughs> It's an interesting take because, yeah, it's not a guarantee. But, like, one of the things that has actually made me feel a lot better about this, not that Joel knew because Joel didn't fucking care, but, like, one of the things that's made me feel better about this, just like when I found out about the Cordyceps virus and I'm, like, Googling, could this shit actually happen? Could mushrooms take over our brain? They're like, I mean, not yet. They're like probably, probably not. They're like, like probably not because we do but, have a pretty advanced immune system, but eh, it should happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But like when I'm reading through this and doctors, like actual doctors are like, yeah, okay, you wouldn't have been able to just fucking cut open her brain and solve this problem. It wouldn't have worked. In fact, yeah. like you could have done a lot less invasive things. You literally could have just done a biopsy, which means you don't have to fucking kill her to do it. And yeah. I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, good. So Joel was right. Kill every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I it just occurred that's to me fair. that's fair. It just occurred to me that like we all kind of assume that the surgeon there was like a good surgeon. Yeah. He could have been a fucking a quack. shitty doctor and they're like, I need our whole brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's like that is the only like new thing that I've seen. Because I it never occurred to me. I was like, you know, wait, why do they well, what? think about think about this too. If he was a good doctor, wouldn't he be dead? Because he would have been like I don't know, like on the front lines helping people and shit. A Probably. shitty doctor wouldn't be. So there you go. And then full circle back to what we were talking about originally when these episodes began. It's like, yeah. well, there's good there's good ethics, and then there's good at your job. Yeah. And these are different. These are not necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah, no, one hundred percent. The the idea that like, um, 
you know, well, well, was Joel right? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. He did what he did. Yep. Like, he... What, was it right that he should lose his daughter? Um, exactly. Because of random fucking happenstance and incompetence? Some mm-hmm. fucking douchebag trigger-happy, like... PFC basically, and the and the, be- and the beginnings of fucking fascism in mm-hmm. <laughs> in this situation. No, so he got to he got to to make right this wrong, um, and you know like I don't know how best to say this. I I think that it's it's definitely important to to discuss the ethics of uh, of character decisions within narrative. I think that's you know very much worthwhile talking about. But yeah. I think that's also something that can get in the way of a story. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, is this is this the the morally questionable thing to do? Maybe. And it's not real. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, this doesn't exist. This is not a documentary. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh switching gears a little bit. Oh God, work gross. Um. <laughs> Let's just so go that, and we'll they, come back. We'll, I just, we'll circle I back just to got... it later. I just, yeah, let's go ahead and I put just, that in the parking lot. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's a new so one. I haven't, you've never heard yeah. that. You literally yeah. have like you have like a um put it an in easel. the parking lot. Yeah, you write it down so you can talk about it later, which means gross. it never gets talked about. So you it's know. real gross. Um, but I just thought um to your point earlier about the boys, about the um the George Bush reference, I always I thought it was a great idea from the beginning to roll this show back ten years so that it yes. was Take one taking place now, which is pretty cool. Um, but also, I keep thinking about this disaster happens two years after nine eleven, almost yeah. to the day. We talked, yeah, we talked about that in the first episode for sure. Yeah, like it's... that's and so, like, not that I don't think that's how you know the government would respond anyway, but that explains it adds a layer to Fedra. I think, yeah, that. No, this is nine eleven just happened. Like, yeah. and there was a comment in the <laughs> there was a comment in the first episode too, where it was like, "Is this terrorists?" Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. they they didn't overdo it with, yeah. like, but they made little references because honestly, that's what everybody was thinking anytime some shit went down. Anytime. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it just was, the one. The one thing that like I wonder is like. No, and no, that makes sense that the military would do some dumb shit like this. Let's just bomb everything. Like, instead of like, well, if it's a fungus that's killing everybody, what if we just load up all of the diesel fuel that we have and we just go through the cities and we burn everything? Like, let's wipe out all of these these zombie things. Because like, even, because like, you burn it, it ain't coming back. But like, as we saw, I mean, but that also kills the narrative, you know, and then mm-hmm. you no longer have yeah. this creeping threat. But like, sure. that's what happened in Kansas City. They were just like, oh, well, the zombies are underground. We're good. And then like, we saw how well that worked out. Well, and I would, I would point you toward uh, World War Z, uh, mm. the book, not that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> and the first engagement that the U.S. military has with the zombie virus is in Yonkers, New York. And... Amani, have you not read War War Z? Nope. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Do you, All right. Do you do uh, uh, audiobooks? Oh, yeah. With the library. Shout out to the library. It's, Go to your local fuck library. Yeah. 
100%. Back that play, 100%. Uh, it's a full cast. Uh, so the way the, the way the book is set up is it is a series of interviews and it all, they're all interviews that are, that happen 10 years after, you know, we kind of quote unquote won the zombie war and it's talking to politicians and, uh, 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 you know, people from like every, every conceivable, it's so much better. It's so much better. Uh, and every conceivable walk of life and like, okay, you live in this tiny little town in Colorado. How did it affect you and how did it change your life? How did you adapt to be able to survive the situation? And uh, Mark Hamill actually voices one of the few characters that appears multiple times. Uh, and he's this guy who basically you, you, you kind of, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> let me know when you finish it. Um, yeah. I've listened to it like four or five times. Um, <laughs> he is one of the few characters we see multiple times and he's, a, he's an American soldier. And we kind of see him like, Initially, when he gets drafted, uh, or 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 he enlists, I honestly can't remember. Midway through his career, and then we see him talking about the end of his career, um, and or at least that's you know those are the stories he tells. And he talks about the first engagement at Yonkers and how the U.S. military had no fucking clue what they were actually up against because they're not considering the actual threat; mm-hmm. they're considering what they know of previous warfare and so i think this is the thing that comes out and comes up in the movie a lot of game uh, yeah jesus the book a lot as well fighting if you if you go to war the objective isn't kill the uh, kill all of the enemy because there are multiple ways that you can create points of failure for your enemy because uh, we're all human beings. You cut off supplies, you cut off water, you cut, like, you make it so they can't fucking function anymore. Eventually they surrender, you win. Mm-hmm. With zombies, not only do you not have any of those resources available or, 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 or options available, every one of your losses is one of their gains. Yep. So you have to eliminate every single one of them. And you have no one to negotiate with. And there's no negotiation. There's no. Um, there's the, yeah. There's 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 no talking anything out. There's no other way around it. You have to kill every one of the enemy. Yep. And so, Mike, I absolutely agree. You're not wrong. It, it's fucking yeah. idiotic that they just be yeah. like, drop bombs on it. But when you have no understand, no real understanding of of what you're up against you're probably going to panic and you're probably going to do something stupid. And what happens in Yonkers is they outfit everybody with like this super high-end gear that's not really battle-tested. One of the things that everybody gets is they get that helmet cams and they have like a little HUD uh, and a visor so they can see what the other soldiers are seeing, Um, which means that like when one person gets slaughtered, and it's being recorded. Everyone else is witnessing that, so it's oh, like it's fuck. like POV for them. Um, they had these like uh, uh, you know these fancy pants, like phosphorus grenades and and missiles and shit that basically would hit one of the zombies, go off. That zombie explodes, but doesn't take out the brain. So now, not only do you have not a dead zombie, you have something on the ground that you can't see, and it's just crawling along waiting to get you um 
So you've gone from an eyeline enemy to something that you you have to keep checking down to, to see if it's if it's a, if it's a threat, um, and it's just this massive failure. Um, so I could, how many hours I could is see, this book? particularly a with with a threat like this uh, that is so new and is so uh, um, unlike anything you faced before, and you and you make a lot of assumptions. Like oh okay well it's it's people they're they're just crazy so if we just like kill all these people it'll be fine uh, or if we we isolate them it'll be fine and then you get stuff like oh no like the the fungal network reaches for miles and miles so if like you set off one a bunch of the the fucking zombies like miles away will know and they'll start heading your direction yeah um, but yeah no, I I uh, I, don't know, I I thought that was a a, a reasonable connection in terms of like the the human response to this particularly in the moment and and particularly the powerful response is probably going to be a, a wrong one because mm-hmm. they're going to make a bunch of assumptions about how this is actually going to go down mm-hmm. um based on past experience and it's and it's such a new threat that you don't really know how to deal with it yeah well the flip side to that as well is and in in the same vein you don't want to do the extreme option because, well, what if they can be saved? What if they can be redeemed? We don't want to kill all of them. What if there's like, it's always easy to say from, you know, the the thousand yard view above of like, oh, well, this is how you handle this problem. But like, you still have to execute it. And like, just to say, it's the reason why they say that like there's an actual psychology behind the fact that stormtroopers from Star Wars can't hit their targets because all the rebels you can see their faces and it's harder to shoot somebody in the face like it's not easy to do like we're humans we're, we don't we don't really want to kill each other for the most part um you're really going to enjoy the next couple seasons of the last of us yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i'm sure yeah and like that's the thing that they do with well with zombie shows is like they make humanity the worst villain the worst enemy and like think about it like how many actual fungal monsters did we see that were the bad guys there really weren't that many which i've seen people complain about but one this isn't a game and I didn't want, uh, I was telling Rambo earlier, I didn't want, nobody wants a three hour sequence of you looking through drawers trying to find tape. <laughs> nobody wants that. Um, hey, Walking Dead exists. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go watch Walking Dead. <laughs> um, yeah. but, you want to be uh, bored to death with 10 seasons of the same fucking thing over and over again. Yeah. Tune into that I've, shit. I've seen that. And Damn. I just, like, I get it. I get wanting to see more of them because they look cool. They look awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. That was a practical bloater, and I almost threw up because people kept posting the like very bright studio pictures on Twitter, and I was like, "Stop showing me this! This is horrible." <laughs> um, but I just—that's not what this show was about. It's literally the name of the goddamn show. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what the show's about. So, God, it's good. Yeah, it's it really is. Well made, and like, I'm really curious how they're going to handle season two because if i remember correctly and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this one fucking spoilers for anybody who doesn't know this there are serious spoilers yeah like this is big seriously if you have not played the game if you have not not read the game game, okay (laughs) then we cannot talk about this never mind yeah we've literally got to stop because you asked me about it never mind yeah yeah we have to stop stop. yeah no i I, yeah yeah. no i've read up on it um 
I'm curious how they're going to handle that. I'm just going to leave it at that. If if yeah. you know, you know. If you don't, good. Okay. Yeah. Be surprised. If you don't, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Um, stop stop reading articles because they are yeah. mad mad yeah. spoilers in some of these articles. Yeah. So I I do love how um this has gotten everybody's attention that this is the biggest yes. show out right now um yes. that if you go to google and you google last of us there's a little mushroom thing that pops up on the bottom of your screen and you can click on it and it infects your whole screen with cordyceps yeah it's really cool i um uh, it's so nice to have more people to share this story with because yeah. it's the game is such a masterpiece and it's so fun i have more people to talk to about like one of my favorite things it's awesome yeah it's yeah. Great. yeah it's it really is. It it really truly is. Um, has this also knocked pause into you guys and eating any mushrooms? <laughs> Man, I'm not even like I wasn't a big mushroom person to begin with, but now I'm just like <laughs> I'm yeah. curious. I'd love to see. I'm waiting for like Vox to do a video essay. I need someone to do the numbers. I want to watch that on YouTube, please. I want to see. Have the sales gone down? I want to know. I bet they have. Well, they so, have so, so so cordyceps is a is a supplement. Yeah. Like it's used as a supplement in a bunch of things. And it's perfectly safe. Um, yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> dun, dun, um, dun. <laughs> it's, I mean, they say it in the show, um, yep. which is the other great thing about them rolling it back 10 years is that the reason why they can survive, it's like Pacific Rim, global warming. <laughs> so. Yeah. Great job, guys. Essential threats, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And they did a, a, a shout out to the show because what was was that 1960s TV show clip nope. in the video game? It wasn't? Nope. That the shit flash, was... The two flashbacks we get? Yeah. That was fucking great because Chilling. the way that it was acted, the way that it was portrayed, they did such a great job of, of everybody f- like being like, ooh, that's creepy. What's funny about that is, is that was in the sixties and they're like, Oh, that could really fuck us up. And then they're just like, yeah, present day. We didn't give a fuck, whatever. Like, so what if we don't do any of that stuff that that guy said? What if we just continue to fuck our planet? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a good. And I, especially like, I remember it's very, it was very strange to be a diehard last of us fan on March 20th, 2020. It was very strange because I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Oh, wasn't it pandemic day or something like that? Yeah. It's like, what do you, what what do you mean? What? (laughs) So, and I like that it seems maybe this was just, you know, always going to be the way it was going to be because of the kind of story that it is. But they made some choices, I think, that they wouldn't have made if the, um, if the pandemic didn't happen, I think we still would have gotten an excellent show, but some of the flashback stuff and some of the changes that they've made, I don't think they would have done. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't have the COVID pandemic, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's terrifying, but it's fantastic. Yeah. I did love the, um, the doctor who first discovered and oh she just God. drops her scalpel and she's like, fuck she's all out. of this. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. It's done. Well, yeah. and, and to be fair, they're like, what can we do? And she's like, bomb, bomb it, city. bomb everything. Yeah. Like that is the actual recommendation of someone who doesn't know what True. they're talking about. Like, <laughs> True. Yeah. The Indonesian lady said, bomb everything. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I, um, I now yeah, that, uh, 
now that I know about that part of World War Z, also thank you. I'm going to blast through a bunch of that tonight. That's going to be. I think you're really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Martin Scorsese voices a uh, uh, a huckster multimillionaire businessman that sold fake cures for the zombie plague. So he this now is... lives in a. Uh, decommissioned science base in Antarctica because if he comes to any country, he will be immediately brought up on war crimes. So that movie is the worst movie ever made. The more that you tell movie, me, I'm like, oh wow. The biggest they problem <laughs> they 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 were like, all right. So so the the conceit of the book is that Max Brooks is, and this is a, this is an actual profession. He is a researcher and reporter, a journalist for the UN. Mm-hmm. What he does is, after a natural disaster happens, he is one of the people that is sent in to go and talk to everybody, and they learn like, you know, how did this affect your natural natural resources? How how much money did you have to spend on certain things? Like, what did this do to affect uh, local politics? How did they, like all the yeah. details they can possibly cover? Yeah, and he did, did this for the the Z War, and the problem was he go he 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 does all these interviews from all around the world. He comes home, he writes his report, he turns it in, and his boss is like, "I can't use any of this. It's all oh. anecdotal." And he's like, well, fuck, that was like four years of my life. And they're yeah. like, it's all declassified. Write a book. Oh, <laughs> and so the book is all it's like his reports. Can um, I tell you, you you've I'm about to blow through this book. You've given me such a <laughs> gift. This is exactly the kind of shit I like. Like, I'm watching Loki, of course, Tom Hiddleston, loving it. Hmm. I want to see every single piece of paper in that goddamn building. I don't care. <laughs> Show me what every it, memo in the TVA. every single one. I love this shit. I'm so excited. Even the one where it's like, listen, Mobius doesn't know that we're planning this, but it's his birthday. I want, and it. Like, I want it. Give it to me. Give it to me. I want to see we it. We have I to think, get a cake, but it's got to be gluten-free because Disney, Tara over in uh, HR is... Disney uh, puts <laughs> out like a... Um, if Disney puts out a um like a stationary set, I think that'd be a slam dunk. Oh, that'd be, oh, yeah. I buy it immediately. Um, but uh I do think because I've been wondering what they were gonna do because there are only two games. Um, and they said, you know, I imagine Warner Brothers said, You make it more, you're gonna figure it out, you're gonna find that yeah. story up your ass somewhere. Um and now that I know that, I was like, oh. That'd be very funny, but real shitty of them to do. I'd love a prequel season, like like yeah. the like the second season of Spartacus. I'd love a prequel season where we I'd, get to see Tara and we get to see happen. yeah. Like give me nine episodes in nine different parts of the world. Yeah, fuck yeah. At nine different times. Oh, that'd Just, be cool. Yeah, that would be a slam dunk. That'd be so good. Um, because like there is there's stuff you could do to make like an intervening season but this is always going to be there's no way this could go for more than three i don't think i can't no, not if they go linear if they go yeah. linear it, e- and really even cool. with the ancillary stuff in the comics there aren't like a ton of last of us comics so and one of them was left behind and it did so well that they made the dlc so well, and and the the thing that you know we brought up walking dead earlier walking dead didn't start off bad Oh no! That yeah. first that first season slow. is fantastic. 
Aside, I'd say I would absolutely agree up until the fucking finale. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah. The, the the fucking CDs you having like grenades and shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, you know what happens if there's a viral outbreak in CDC? UV lights. Oh yeah, that's true. UV lights go on; they kill everything. That's Could you it. imagine? Don't say that. Never mind. <laughs> worst worst case, you like it, it. It doesn't affect people at all. It just kills all the viruses. And shit. Um, but uh. What the I think what this 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 series and this game and these comics and stuff what they've done is they've they've truncated and they've concentrated things. So I think you know if you end up really trying to stretch out this story, you just end up with The Walking Dead again. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, well, how, how, what else can we do? I don't. Do you have a story to tell? Is there any? Exactly. Is there actually anything you want to do with this? Exactly. So. And I just, and like, because like, I think part of the reason why it's, um, the, it's in the YouTube video I was talking about, I need to put it in the chat so I can go and like show notes or whatever, but, um, it's a man doing his own second draft because Neil, uh, yeah. Jumpman has been intensely involved with this show. Like he has been, it's the opposite of George R. R. Martin. Like he is in there. <laughs> He's like, no, we're doing this. We're making this decision. We're going to change this. So, but I worry that we're going to end up in a um, Phantom of the Opera, Love Never Dies situation because Love Never Dies is a man trying to recapture the magic mm. of his first success. And I'm like, don't, like there are flashbacks in the second game, but I don't think we need to, we don't need to do that. The so. little taste that we got of the worst that Joel can be in terms of like his violence and his uh sort of sociopathy, uh his single-mindedness is so it works so well because we hadn't seen it up yeah. to that point. And so if all you get is just like Joel and Tess murder buddies running around. <laughs> yeah. Just, That's what just... season two is. <laughs> yeah. It's like I kind of don't need that. I I don't need it. The Last of Us season two, murder buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Last of Us, more of us. <laughs> right? Like Man. Yeah. It's... And then a lot of a lot of people are also um a lot of this is wrapped up in well, what are they gonna do? And we as far as we all know, The Last of Us Part Three is coming at some point. They're not working on it right now because Neil's busy. But um as far as we know, it's still coming, and there's still places we can go. There's stuff we can do. I, but I just, I'm just worried. I'm like, don't, don't drag this out. Yeah. I. Yeah. Don't Game of Thrones it, please. Don't Game of Thrones. It. You know what's <laughs> I can't interesting? Another one. <laughs> what's interesting though is, um, you mentioned that because he's involved in the creation of the show as well. He's getting these, like, like you said, like a second draft. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of fight club. Uh, the guy rich, uh, Pike fight club, Chuck Palahniuk. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the ending to the book is vastly different than the movie. Really? Yeah. The, but, um, Fincher, David Fincher, the director was yeah. like, Hey, we should do this. And, um, Polonic was like, fuck, that's a great idea. What did I think of that? <laughs> and like, literally, like the whole like love story concept where like at the end it's like, um, 
it's basically them kind of like holding hands, watching like all of the financial capital fall apart. Yeah. yeah. That's way different than the book. In the book, basically, um, in the book, like he finds out that he's Tyler Durden. Um, it becomes a thing where he basically challenges like everybody at Fight Club to fight. Like he just kind of just goes completely off the rails, like wow. gets curb stomped, like has the whole like Joker smile thing, like the like it, it gets bad. And like he has he goes to a um psychiatric institution and like is having a conversation with like the lead doctor and the lead doctor's talking to him, but he's also a parallel and saying that it's like talking to God. And it's like, is he actually talking to God? It's a whole thing. It gets Damn. very, very meta, but like, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a fantastic book. It's one of the, my favorite books of all time, but like the movie is way different. And yeah, Polonic was like, yeah, that's a much better ending than mine. Fuck. That's great. That's so cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's another movie that I wish I could confidently recommend more. The problem with it is the, and the fucking the, fanboys, man. The fucking fanboys ruin man, that goddamn movie. It just, it ruins yeah. me. I, well, I mean, honestly, you can add uh, the boys to the list of like, oh, yeah. Fight Club and Rick and Morty and like American these... fucking psycho. I'm so broken up about Rick and Morty. I. Well, now here's the thing. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm excited. Is, the good news is that apparently Justin Roiland was just doing barely Jack fucking there. Yeah. <laughs> like they got, the they show. said, oh, we can make this show without him. Fuck off, yeah. dude. Oh, you so, mean we'll just have to get someone else through the voices? Oh, no. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> easy. You mean the thing people have been doing on the internet for the last five years? Perfect. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just go to TikTok, type in Rick and Morty impressions, yeah. and just have a list of fucking auditions. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, the fact that he's a piece of shit is a real bummer. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh let's go ahead and do this. We'll go ahead and wrap up. Um I hope you guys enjoyed the, the yes. gosh, this might be three episodes. Fuck. I don't know. Like Always. we had a lot of content. Um, so we hope you guys enjoyed all of the conversation we had about things, Pedro Pascal and horror. Um, but Amani, again, thank you so much for, for coming back. Um, th- this is probably going to have to be a regular thing where we have you come back oh, on, yeah, a, I'd on, love a, to, on a regular basis. Yeah. We love having I'm you as a guest obsessed. When you guys do the Barbie movie, call me. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk about it, but I guess we're talking about the Barbie oh, I'm movie. The fuck out of that Barbie movie. <laughs> Greta Gerwig, are you? Yes. <laughs> Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach and that fucking cast and I, uh... that teaser, just like yeah. everything, everything. Yeah, let's let let's do the Barbie movie. Come on, Barbie, let's go. Let's go party. <laughs> let's go party. Let's it do this. <laughs> Otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> What are, we doing? Uh, what are we even doing with our lives? Um, big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to, again, Amani. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Uh, big thanks to Mr. James Rambo. But more importantly, all of you out there listening, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for making this wonderful podcast what it is. Uh, so we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!
like a lovesick puppy chasing you around. And it's alright, bouncing round from cloud.